There's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, I'm going to bring to you tips and information that I hope will help you to cope while living with low vision. Tips to help you when taking the bus to and from work and school. When I first lost my vision and had to give up my driver's license, I had to make the decision of finding whether or not the bus was going to be something that I could take to and from work. When I was a kid, I had never taken the bus ever, and even in college I never took the bus. So you could understand the first time that I went to take the bus, I really didn't know what I was doing. The first thing, I was standing in front of the bus stop, right in front of the 7-Eleven that's sort of near my home, and it was kind of interesting because I really just didn't even know which bus I was supposed to find. I didn't take the time to call or to try to find a bus schedule or to look on the internet to know which one I would take. When the bus came up, the door opened, and I asked, are you going down towards UCLA? He says, no, no, just shut the door, and he took off. Waited for the next bus to come. Are you going to UCLA? He says, no, he took off. And finally a bus came and I asked him, are you going to UCLA? Yeah. So I was pleased and this gentleman was very, very helpful. He had told me that this particular bus number was the one that I should catch. And so I asked him, how much is the fare? He mentioned to me it was a dollar twenty-five. So I handed him two dollars. He said, oh no, you got to put it into the machine, and felt kind of embarrassed, because just the way he said it, it was as though everybody knew you had to put the money inside the machine. Well, I threw my money inside the machine, and I was waiting for change to come out, and no change came out at all. Well, the next thing I did, I started to proceed towards the back to find my seat, and he accelerated so quickly that I lost my balance and I almost stumbled sitting on a lady's lap. That was something that, again, was quite embarrassing. But I didn't know that there were actually designated seats for people who had low vision or other types of disabilities. So, once I found my seat near the back of the bus, I basically was sitting there and I saw that I was coming close to the stop where I needed to get off. But, next thing that happened is he kept taking off. I thought he would stop there automatically. I didn't know that you're supposed to pull a cord or to let him know that that was the exit. So I got off at the next bus stop and I had to figure out how to get back. It was kind of a, a long walk, a few blocks back, but eventually I made it. So this is kind of a good example to show that, you know, for many people, even if we've lived in Los Angeles or other cities where there are buses for many years, often we don't know how to take the bus. So a few recommendations are, first of all, plan your trip. When you plan your trip, you could go onto the internet or there are different types of metropolitan transit authority and types of stations that will have bus schedules. So you really want to map out where are you going to find the bus and where do you want the bus to take you. Next, you want to try to plan how many days you're going to be traveling. Now, in many cases, it's very affordable to buy a bus pass. 
by buying a monthly bus pass, you might save as much as 40 to 50% of the regular fare if you're just paying on cash. Third, in other cases, if you don't need a bus pass, you might go ahead and ask for a day pass. These day passes are very convenient because you could use them as often as you want throughout the day, and they're usually good for both buses, subways, and also some of these other smaller buses that are called the Rapid or the Dash, and that's how it is out here in Los Angeles. Fourth, you might also consider asking the bus driver what might be the cheapest way for you to take the bus or what's going to be the fastest way for you to get from one place to the other. I have found personally that after being very courteous to the bus drivers and asking them questions, they are very, very helpful. I learned that there are things that are called transfers. So you could pay your fare of a dollar twenty-five to get on the first bus, and if you then need to transfer to additional buses, you just pay a nominal fee and you could use that pass to get on to the other buses. However, when you are buying a transfer, remember you need to pay that money to the driver. I made the mistake of once throwing it in the machine and the driver said, no, I wasn't supposed to do that. But how was I supposed to know? <laughs> so it's kind of funny in that regard. The other thing that it's very important to do too, if you do have low vision, you might want to go ahead and announce that to the driver. Tell them, you know, I don't look like it's a vision problem, but I am visually impaired. You might show them your Social Security card or your Medicare card if you do have that. That Medicare card often is going to signify that you do have a disability, and this is something that's very helpful. On the other hand, if you do use your cane just for the purposes of assisting yourself with a bus driver on the bus, it's extremely helpful. I know the first time, a few months later, when I started to use a cane, the bus driver was really very, very kind. He stopped the bus. He actually asked some of the other passengers who weren't disabled to move out of the disabled seating area. And he made certain that I sat down before he accelerated. It was something that was very, very, very helpful. And when I then was getting closer towards my uh, exit, he actually said, Oh, Bundy Avenue coming up. So it was very, very helpful that I did find uh, such that courteous bus driver to make things much, much easier. Another thing that's very helpful to understand is that when you're taking the bus, it's also really important that you try not to wear headphones. There was one day I was listening to the radio coming home, and I had it so loud that I actually didn't hear the bus driver when he was calling out my stop. Another time, I actually kind of fell asleep but I was listening to some soft music. So when taking the bus, it's probably a good idea not to be wearing these other types of headphones. Another thing that you could also consider when it comes down to taking the bus is it's very important to try to keep track of the schedule. So in this way, you could leave work at such a time that you're not standing out too long. As a person who's low vision, sometimes it's a little bit awkward if you're the only person standing out there. And if you're totally blind, you might also feel as though you might be a target of some type of attack. I know that I've had my experiences where there have been a couple of people who have harassed me when I was standing in certain areas by myself. So you want to go ahead and plan your schedule that way. 
So overall, there's many things that you need to learn about taking the bus, but once you have it down, the bus is really one of the most effective ways and very affordable ways to get around. So I hope that this information helps you for the next time that you do take the bus, and I hope that you'll tune in next week for more Coping with Low Vision. This is Dr. Bill Takesha for Airs LA. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print impaired audience. Any unauthorized use without the expression of consent of Airs LA is prohibited.